Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Guess what? We're all here. What's up, boys? <laughs> what is up? How is how is the sabbatical going? I don't I don't know about you guys, but I'm working harder on sabbatical than I've worked, yes. I think, ever in my life. <laughs> it's been nonstop. I haven't had any rest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired that I missed you. I live. Hey guys, I live in a perpetual state of tiredness now. I think it's once you cross fifty. <laughs> I told my wife last night, like I've never wanted to commit a murder until now. But that guy who's like ripped to shreds and he does that commercial, I'm 52 and I'm in the greatest shape of my life. <laughs> man, I'd like to find that guy. Oh, man. Well, we got together because we, we did an episode with the Men of Valor podcast. Um, in fact, the Men of Valor conference is coming up in a few weeks and uh, all three of us are going to be there. And so we jumped on with Eric and I was like, hey, we're all here. Let's just let's say hello and play that episode. So you're actually going to get a live episode that we just recorded today. Um, we're just not going to be doing it on this one. We're just doing an intro, just saying hello. Cause we miss seeing each other's face and we actually forgot how to record a podcast. So we're shaking off the rust so we don't forget completely, but it's a, uh, it's been a busy summer. It's been fun. Um, a lot of exciting stuff coming up and, uh, we just wanted to say hello and hope you're doing well. And, uh, Guys, I miss you. It's good to see your face. Yeah, it's good to be back on here recording. And man, I enjoyed sitting down with Eric and you guys for a little while. This conversation is important. It matters. Yeah. And uh, we need to be talking about this more. And guys, if you have not registered for the Men of Valor conference, I think you can go to movministries.org. It's, it's uh, going to be an awesome conference. The three of us are speaking there along with a lot of other great speakers and Men of Valor is an incredible ministry, incredible podcast, part of the RFP fam. Yeah. So, uh, hey, you need to stay tuned, listen to this, and uh, hope God God does something special in your heart. Yeah, man, you guys said some profound things on this recording. By the way, do you hear all that noise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're pressure washing our building right now <laughs> as we're recording this brief introduction. So, there's... Like beside of me right now, it's like a torrential. <laughs> Reminds me of when I was in South Carolina and they were they'd mow the grass mow the every grass. time I would start recording. <laughs> JC would be That's like, "What is that noise?" I'm like, "You can hear wow. that." Yep, it's wow. off in the background. I wow. love it. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's another conference coming up, November third and fourth in Danville, Virginia. It is for the sake of the gospel, uh, an RFP gathering, and uh, this year. It's free. It's just going to be family. It's just us. And uh, Hope Worship's going to be leading in worship. We're going to be doing the speaking. I'm excited just to get together and hang out with everybody. And uh, so make plans. Be with us. Danville, Virginia, November 3rd and 4th. It'll be a Friday night, a Saturday morning. Be a lot of hangout, a lot of RFP fam. And, uh, man, I love getting together with our RFP fam. Yes, I do. And I'm looking forward to that. Do some registration, so that'll be up soon at the recoveringfundamentalist.org. <laughs> You're headed out to preach, right, JC? Well, I got a little bit of travel before preaching, so we're leaving tomorrow. We're in VBS right now. We leave tomorrow night as soon as VBS is over, and I got a 12-hour drive to Dallas to drop my wife and kids off, and then I jump on a plane, fly home, then get on a plane and head up to Scroon Lake, New York, going to Word of Life up in Scroon Lake, New York. Remember Tommy uh, that was on oh, yeah. With this couple weeks ago, so we'll be up there with him. Kind of cool. I don't know if I told you all this, but I'm going to be hanging out with Erwin Lutzer all week. Uh, he is speaking at the Pines, and you so we're going to do anything with fame. Do what, Nathan? You and I are going to be doing grunt work, and JC is <laughs> going to be chilling with Erwin Lutzer. Like we know, know it, who, man. We know who the big timer is. No, yes, we not do. Not at all. Not at all. It's just he's <laughs> one of the speakers, and I'm. Just get to be there. Y'all had me second guess. Last myself. year, you said it was Joe Stoll. This it was year, Joe you Stoll said last Luther. year. Yes, it was Joe Stoll last year. And then this year, yeah, because Erwin Lutzer, he was the, uh, he was at uh, um, Moody, right? Yeah. Or was that Alistair Begg? So was Joe Stoll. Yes. Alistair Begg. He's the Irish guy, right? My friend. Mm -hmm. you must That's Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg. Turn to Jesus. Yeah. Yes. 
It's Erwin Lutzer. I'm excited to hang out with was him. Was that like. Dracula or Irish? Like, what did you just I have do? no idea what I just did. It was Alex it was Trebek Irish. is on Jeopardy. I, I don't know what you're talking oh. about. <laughs> Who's that guy I slept? Like when he was preaching, I was sound asleep and you got me on video. Ravi Zacharias. Oh, never mind. We don't talk about That's him. 99.5% of the sermons you've heard, JC. True. <laughs> True. Some of the best sleep you get is listening to old sermons. Like I can't sleep at night. I'll turn on an old sermon, sound asleep. It's great. Yeah. I went about a year listening to Tim Keller's sermons uh, <laughs> and never heard a single one. Like I would turn them on at night and I know he's in heaven now. And, and what a, what a great, great writer and author and speaker. But I would, I wanted to learn to listen to him. So I would turn on a sermon. I would wake up the next morning. You know how YouTube does repeat? <laughs> yeah. Over the course of the night, I would have listened to like 10 of his sermons. And I didn't know a single word. <laughs> it got to be a joke around the house that I'd listened to eight sermons that night and couldn't tell you a single word he said in any of them. I think that's when your preaching started getting better, Brian. It was like osmosis. <laughs> it was soaking into your soul. And you'd be in the pulpit with these brilliant, profound thoughts. And you'd be like, man, I've never heard anybody say that before. That's the case. I'm going to start listening to Nathan Cravat sermons. Yeah. And I'll be to Charles Spurgeon. There. Oh, man. There it is. You'll hear a lot of Piper. Um, so... <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, guys, I'm I'm glad to see you, and uh, look forward to being with you again soon. And uh, let's play this episode. What do you think? Sounds great. Yes, All sir. Right. Let's go. What's up, Men of Valor? Welcome back to the Men of Valor podcast, man. We just want to say thank you all for joining us here for episode number forty-three. Man, we're here at the end of July. Still getting pumped up for the conference today. A little bit different. I am the only executive member that's on this call, but man, I've got some great co-hosts that's going to be having some discussion with me here. I'll introduce to you in a second. Before I bring them on, just really want to hit some reminders with some announcements, everything Men of Valor. So don't forget, August the 1st, the price increase for Men of Valor 2023 will go from $80 to a hundred dollars so if you've been procrastinating and haven't bought your tickets get your butt over to the website and go get the tickets movministries.org remember if you're bringing a group of 10 or more shoot us an email and man we've got a discount code to bring that price down for that group rate also next monday july the 31st also the mov missions 5k well if you're going to get a t-shirt with that that is the deadline to sign up for the 5K. And we like we said, I know some of you just breathe real hard. I'm looking at faces right here that breathe real hard when I said 5K <laughs> on my screen. But, uh, hey, if, hey, it's all 100%. Everything we bring in on that 5K is going to Black Mountain Home right there in Black Mountain to just support their ministry and everything they're doing for families and children. So, uh, hey, if you didn't catch that podcast, we interviewed, me and Travis interviewed Jimmy Harmon, the president of Black Mountain Home. Go back and check out episode 35, and you can hear all about Black Mountain Home, the wonderful work they're doing uh, with families and children. But like I said, it, even if you say, I don't run, I don't walk, then go over there, at least get you a cool-looking T-shirt. And like I said, 100% of those proceeds, Jimmy's going to be there that Thursday night at the conference, and we're going to get to present that to them at the conference and, and just say, man, these are our men supporting your ministry. So if you haven't done that, get over there, sign up. You can do all this at our website. And of course, hey, if you can't make it in person, you can get that digital pass for $40 where you can catch all our main sessions live. And then you'll also get first access to all of our breakout sessions. All of our breakout sessions will be recorded. Uh, so you can catch those as soon as we get them uploaded and uh, just can't wait. So that's all the announcements I got. So check out all that, all the other stuff that MOV's got going on at movministries.org. So, hey, go have a little pre-chatter here. I'm going to go ahead and introduce these guys that's joining me here today. And we're going to be talking about men's ministry and local church here in a minute. But I have joining me is the RFP, the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast host, uh, J.C. Groves, Nathan Cravat. Brian Edwards, man, just uh, glad to have you guys joining us. How's everybody feeling today? Y'all can all jump in at once. That's fine. Doing good, man. Glad to be with you, Eric. Awesome, man. JC, you feeling all right? Glad to be here. Good, good, good. Brian? I'm doing good with the exception of 
as we're recording this video, I just noticed you could carry groceries in the bags under my eyes. I think, <laughs> I think ministry's been difficult. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I seen you. I seen you doing that with your eyes. I'm like, is he like trying to make like he's crying because of what I'm talking about? I, I, I knew the 5K probably hurts your feelings, but I was like, man, I didn't mean to make you cry. Uh, you told him this was just going to be audio, not video, so he didn't have his makeup artist do it. Oh God! Okay. Go. Hey, the only 5K I'm interested in would be green. Green. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. heard people say, if you ever see me running, you better run too? Yeah. See, yeah. that's the problem. I'm so slow that running's not even an option at this point. <laughs> so if it's a bear or whatever it is, I'm just going to have to stand and take it like a man because there is no, there is no running. I did run a 5K one time. Did I did not place last. There was two people behind me and one was in a wheelchair, but I made it and I did not end last. And the other one was a kid. But listen, I, if I'm lying, I'm dying. I was coming down the home stretch and I saw the finish line and my wife, who was a runner, she finished and she's standing there. And if you know Kim, she's loud. She's screaming, come on, Zaxby's. And I got that urge in my step and I crossed the finish line and we went to Zaxby's and I was dead for the rest of the time. But I did not lose. I did not come in last. I was third. Are you sure the person in the wheelchair and the child was entered in the 5K? Or was I know they just for a there? fact they were, because <laughs> as I made the turn, the guy in the wheelchair said, don't give up, man. You can do it. I was like, shut up, dude. <laughs> well, I don't run for spiritual reasons, you know, because it was Solomon, I think, who said, if a person runs, they will surely come to ruin. Like when you run and you're not <laughs> running from something. Mm. And so, you know, I just try to obey the scripture. I don't run. And, you know, when Jesus fed the multitudes, they ate until they were all filled. And That's so it. I don't run <laughs> and I eat until I'm full. I'm, and Matthew I'm biblical. Says you can't add one moment to your lifespan. So why run to try to add? <laughs> Man, Jason, Lord have mercy. Y'all are killing half of our ministry. Just already y'all been. Hey, we were, we were brought up in the IFB, man. We can twist scripture with the best of them. <laughs> hey, I just quoted it. I just quoted it. <laughs> boy, like I'm on here with a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses. Just oh, even goodness. one verse at a time. Amen. There Come you go, on. boys. There you I go. Just, hey, we Eric, haven't mentioned Kingdom Hall. Yeah, yeah. Eric, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you if you picked up on this, but man, once you start podcasting, it, it changes your life. I just, I don't know if you've noticed, but as soon as Brian started talking, he started making fun of himself because he knows over the, the past few, three, four years of podcasts, me and JC are on him so hard. He's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to make fun of myself before you can make <laughs> fun you of can. me. Yeah. So that's just survival instincts, man. We, <laughs> we have, we've become better men because of this. Yeah. We have. One day, one day we're going to have to start making money just so I can pay uh, my <laughs> my therapist fees <laughs> for all the complexes you guys have given me. I mean, I've been called Papa, and I'm not even a Papa. I've been, Papa. I've Papa. been oh, Papa, that's it. I've been called, <laughs> well, I've been called some other things that Nathan edited out. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I mean, every difficult. episode we hear about your ailments, and it's just. <laughs> at that point that we're just used to it now so so is that why you got the twitch brian i know our, i know our listeners can't see it. Is that the reason you got the twitch yeah you know yeah, okay um, by the way i don't know if you heard or not i had a cousin who was deaf and he had tourette's and we couldn't even let him do sign language because he wouldn't quit holding up his middle finger <laughs> oh lord of mercy Lord of he was just telling everybody they're number one. So no, no, no harm there. He, he was their biggest fan, but, uh, man, man, I, I love, uh, man. Man, I, I love you guys. And, uh, Hey, if, if you haven't checked out the RFP podcast, man, go check it out. Uh, these guys always have a good time and then lead right into biblical truth as well. Uh, I'm oh, glad. Man. Yes, yeah, somehow it's it's a, it's a work of the Holy Spirit. That's the only it thing is. we can say that they lead it around to that. But uh, man, I, I love these guys. It's our honor to be part of the RFP network as well with some other great podcasts, and uh, it's an honor to have all three of these guys. They're going to be joining us at the conference this year. Uh, JC is going to be uh, doing one of our main sessions for us again. If you were there last year, he joined us there. And uh, also Nathan and Brian is going to be coming and leading uh, breakout sessions for us as well. And I just wanted to pause really quick before we jump into today's topic. Uh, Brian's going to be leading a session on legacy requires living. Brian, you want to just give a little of your thought behind that to kind of give guys an idea? 
Yeah. So in my own life, I've noticed, and in the lives of other men, I've noticed that um, there's a discrepancy between what men say, who men are, and then what they do. Uh, I think men are like a vault within a vault. You you really never get men to really open up. You never really get men to be truly accountable apart from their desire to be sanctified and apart from the conviction of the Holy Spirit bringing about in their lives accountability. So I think there's a discrepancy between what we say, you know, kind of like when we were growing up, all three of us grew grew up when you, you know, you'd hear things like all talk, no action, things like that. I think men are guilty of that. And especially in religious circles, we learn the religious lingo. We learn how to talk. We learn how to verbally be the man we should be while not vertically being the man that we should be. Hmm. Yeah. And and so I, I think there's a huge discrepancy. And so what I want to do is show that in the scripture. And there was a man who said something incredibly profound that is meaningless because what he said and what he did couldn't have been more opposite. And unfortunately, you know, I've done now hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of funerals. And when we die, people can say whatever they want to say. But but people know who we really were. And, uh, you know, a little while back, a friend of mine did a funeral. And at the close of the funeral, as he was leaving uh, the building, one of the other family members walked up to him and literally said out loud, I really wish I had known that man that they just did a funeral for. Mm-hmm. Goodness. Wow. And, and I think there's such a discrepancy. And so I think a lot of times we want our legacy to be based on who we said we were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the end of life, our legacy is going to be based on who we really were by mm-hmm. those people who knew us best because actions speak louder than words. Yeah. And so that's Eric, that's kind of just what I want to address. And, and by the way, not to point my finger at other men and say, you're guilty of this. This comes from a place of deep conviction in my own life. And I'm looking forward to sharing that with the great men who are part of the community of men of valor, man, that is awesome, Brian. So, um, guys, if you want to be a part of that one, remember our breakout sessions, are pre-registering so if you haven't went over it don't cost nothing to register for the breakout sessions go over and hit the registration link you'll see breakout sessions you go through you can pick you get to pick two that we're going to do live so they'll be teaching it in the morning then they'll be teaching it the exact same breakout again the afternoon so uh you get two opportunities to pick two and there's another one on here so nathan nathan's going to be leading one called men of the book so nathan won't you take just a minute and, uh, man, share kind of your heart, your thoughts that you're going to be bringing at the conference. Yes, sir. As I look back on my life and my ministry and other men of God that have made an impact on my life and ministry, uh, I've just been reminded that there is no shortcut. There is no other path to being a man of God and a man of valor that doesn't run straight through the middle of the Word of God. If you're mm-hmm. not a man of the book, you are going to miss out on everything God has for your life. And we can talk about being husbands, fathers, co-workers, bosses, all these different things, men who, you know, want to be in shape, men who want to leave a legacy. And if we leave God's word out of the equation, or if we neglect God's word, or if it's just something that we do on the outside for other people, but we're not really men of the book, it's, it's a flag on the play for everything else in our lives. So I just have a burden to teach men and disciple men to be men of the book, to read God's word and apply God's word to their life, just like Brian was saying. Man, man, I can't wait uh, to catch those. Like I said, guys, all of them be recorded. So I know for you, some of you are like, even our breakout session speakers, I've got some of them saying, can I just teach mine once and then go to one of these other breakout <laughs> sessions? And we told them, no, you cannot. <laughs> but uh, so that but they all will be recorded, so they'll be available as soon as we get all them uploaded. But uh, guys, don't forget to go register for that and come meet these guys. Man, they'll just be a blessing to you, as uh, they're just men of God. Just uh, man, like I said, go get them to know them more over at the Recovering Fundamentalist Podcast. I know they'd love to have you come over there 
and check out what they're doing there. So, hey, with that said, man, we're just going to go ahead and get ready and jump into today's topic. So uh, let's get after it. The man of God, the man of the house is the one that's supposed to light the candle, hold it high, walk around the house. I encourage you, lead and lead your home well. Who is going to stand in the gap? Who is going to fight the battle? You don't need me. You need Jesus. You need to get with Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm not satisfied until you change me. You are listening to the Men of Valor podcast brought to you by Men of Valor Ministries. We're going to jump into today's topic. Uh, so the one thing, reason that we're going to cover this today is because actually all four of us that you're hearing from today are local pastors of the local church. Uh, and I love it because we're all in different communities, three different states represented. Uh, just in case you don't know, Brian is up in Virginia, pastoring Hope Church, uh, Danville. Then you got JC, he's over on the other side of Georgia for me. He's on the west-north side up there, uh, Hope Church, Catoosa. And then Nathan is right there where we're going to be in a few months, right from Black Mountain, right there in Asheville. And he is the pastor of Hope Church, Asheville. So love having and just getting to sit down and talk with other pastors and see what they're seeing and kind of hear their heart. And today we're going to talk about, we, we know we do men's ministry digitally, and we try our best to figure out ways to do that and to get men connected, but nothing is better than having a men's ministry in the local church. And that is our heart behind Men of Valor is to equip men with what we do but not for them just to stay here and commune digitally, but to take it back in, connect with men face-to-face and have that in-person community to encourage one another, equip one another, and sharpen one another as scripture tells us. So we're going to jump in and just talk a little bit about today. Uh, what does men's ministry look like today in the local church? What are some struggles we're seeing? What are some wins we're seeing? And just uh, talk about it. So, guys, man, I'm just going to open it up. What are you seeing? Well, let's just start off with some struggles. So we're, we're thinking about men's ministry in the local church. What are you guys seeing as maybe some struggles with men's ministry in the local church? Not everybody at once. I defer to Brian Edwards. He's the older and the wiser of the three of us. So, and as a matter of fact, he's discipling me and JC. So I feel like he he should speak into this first. I second that. I yield wow. my time to the elder statesman. <laughs> you know, you guys have just proven that love covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> um, so I think what, what I'm seeing is men have true issue with priority. Nathan was saying a moment ago, Nathan, your statement a few minutes ago, that was so powerful. Yeah. That, that being, being a godly man means living in God's word. And I think what we're seeing now are men actually equipped to live into all of their distractions with cell phones. Um, people now have more, um, liquid cash. So men are able to play golf more. Men are able to buy more toys. Men are able to invest in things and spend time with things that, that ultimately serve as spiritual distractions. And so I think I see men who fail to prioritize. I also think the church has failed in teaching correctly that a man's role is to pastor his family and his home. Well, yes. I see very few men living into that role. As a matter of fact, they abdicate that role to the local church pastor or to the local church. And almost in the same way we've treated youth group, it's family saying to the church, here, you do what we're not doing. But then yeah. you only are with the church for moments. You're with your family for hours and hours and hours and hours. So no one has a better opportunity to equip a family spiritually, no one has a greater opportunity to disciple a family than the family. I see men who are struggling with prioritizing that. The other thing is 
and I think all of us would agree, I think there are very few men who have ever really developed or had someone develop in them an appetite for God's word, mm-hmm. yeah. an appetite for the spiritual. And one of the things we encounter is we place before men goals. And men are supposed to be goal-driven, right? If somebody tells you you can't do something, what do you do? You do it. As a matter of fact, we were in Asheville working on the, the property there. And the reason I had to have back surgery was one of the guys said to me, I bet you can't swing a sledgehammer anymore. <laughs> I said, oh, yes, I can. Just watch me. Well, weeks and weeks in the bed and a surgery later, I proved my point. I could still swing <laughs> a sledgehammer. Uh, there would be after effects, but I could still do it. You know, a part of being a man is being goal driven. And, you know, now men play online video games. And if they think there's someone they can't beat, then, man, they're going to strive to be better. If there's some type of competitive nature at work, men are going to strive to come out on top. Um, even in arguments, men want to walk away from an argument. They don't understand the great words of the wise philosopher Kenny Rogers. You've got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. They want to win. But yet when it comes to spiritual challenges, I really don't see men step up in the spirit of a Joshua. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Um, And so I think those are some of the issues I see. And these guys were joking about me being the wiser. They, Mm -hmm. They can say much better things than what I just said. But those are some things I see. Just to dovetail on what Brian was talking about, I was reading in a blog, uh, just kind of preparing for this and thinking through some men's ministry. There's a blog that I read um, called Becoming a Man uh, TV. It's a great blog. I mean, they, they gave the statistic in there that really goes along with what Brian was saying. It said on any given Sunday, there are 13 million more adult women than men in, that attend churches in America. Wow. This Sunday, almost 25% of married church going women will worship without their husband. Uh, talked about midweek services, 70, 80% of females participate. Majority of church employees are women, except for ordained clergy who are overwhelmingly male. And we won't get into that whole thing, but 75% of volunteers are women. One mainline pastor said that 99% in his church are the volunteers are female. I think that's that, you know, it's something like 10% of churches under 10% of churches struggle to have any kind of male participant men's ministry or something because you know one of the things that we find here we're a new church plant we've been going six months um we have a saturday morning get together and it's guys sitting around and i think there's this this notion that i've got to sit here and i've got to tell you all the stuff that i've done wrong and all this and they don't realize until they get in there and start communicating hey we're all struggling with the same stuff like we're struggling to raise kids we're struggling to be dad and provide and still you know, uh, have a walk with, and so it's, it's this uh, misunderstanding. I think of if it's the church that's put this uh, expectation on men, on dads, on husbands, um, to, to do something different, or if it's this, this idea that I'm the only one that's dealing with this. And the best way to deal with it is just not talk about it. So I'm not going to worry about getting connected in any way. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but this is the question I want to ask, bouncing off what Brian said. So we know we're, we're driven, right? You tell me I can't do something. I'm going to prove you that I can do it, or I'm going to give it my dang best effort. Why will men not strive for that spiritually? Why, why do you think that is? I mean, I, had, I, I was talking to a guy the other day, man, and just life's been good to him. He's like, man, I've achieved I feel like I've achieved everything that I was reaching for as far as job, money, things that I was going for. He said, I feel like I'm in a place where I don't have nothing to strive for. And I just looked him in the eye. I said, well, man, you can always strive to be a better man of God, can't you? To get in the word, to lead your family better. Uh, There's none of us that have arrived in that. We're all working on it. But as Brian was saying that, and it is true that us as men, man, when we got something to strive for, why do you think? that there is such a lack of that hunger for men to go after things spiritually. For me, I'm just going to, I think it's because maybe because you can't see it, right? There's a lot of times that you can't see that spiritual stuff in the go, in our instant world that we're in, you don't get to see it. It may take time for you to see what you're doing, you know, teaching your kids and doing things. It may take time to see it click in, 
But just thinking of that, with that mentality of men, when they see a goal, most men are going to go after it and try to do whatever it takes to get there to be successful. But why, when it comes to spiritual things, why does it come to leading our families, being in the church, stepping up and leading like scripture has called us to lead? Why would y'all think that there's such a lack for men to strive after that? Eric, my answer to that question is the same answer to the first question you ask of, of what are some of the problems we're seeing in the world. We do everything that we do out of who we are. And my mind goes back to King Saul. King Saul was the most impressive man in Israel, head and shoulders above everyone, best looking guy, strongest guy. And everybody just loved this guy. But when God removes his, his office um, through the prophet, uh, God tells Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as a man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. So Saul, Saul had a heart problem. And with men, they're not doing the things they need to be doing because they're not who they need to be on the inside. God cares more about who we are than what we do, because what we do flows from who we are. So for for we could sit here as pastors, all three of us counsel men regularly, all four of us counsel men regularly, and we could tell you about the addiction issues, the pornography issues, the alcoholism, the drunkenness, the the men that are cheating on their wives, the men that are hooked on video games and internet pornography, all this other. We have horror stories for all of those. We're confronted with it daily, day by day, working with men, but it's all coming from who they are. Nobody is holding men down telling them they can't go to church. Nobody's holding a man down, telling him he has to look at pornography on his phone. They're doing that because they want to do that. So for me, men have to deal with the heart issue, the core, the soul issue of their identity in Christ. And when Jesus Christ got a hold of my heart, everything changed. I didn't become perfect. I, I'm not the model man, but everything in my life shifted. And there was this new desire to serve God and become something that he wanted me to be. I want to be more like Jesus, not what I wanted to be or what this world wanted me to be. So I think we've always got to take them back to the root problem. And um, th this is something we all deal with in our own lives. And yeah. for me, that's it. That's good, Nathan. I, I do believe that is the root problem. And out of that root problem, there are other things that come up. My mind immediately went when you asked that question, Eric, is the fear of failure. Uh, we don't mm -hmm. like to look like we don't have control. We don't yeah. like the men, especially we like to be in control. We like to show ourselves succeeding. And so getting connected spiritually, we, we may not know the answers to the question. We may not know how to look apart, act apart. So there's the fear of failure. I think the other one, honestly, uh, goes to our fathers and the older men that are in the church. There's, it's never been shown how to, how to be a man of God. Like there's, there's that lack of discipleship, like Brian was talking about. We've not had that example. A lot of men don't know how to lead. They don't know how to do the things spiritually because they never had anybody speaking into their life in that way. Yeah, man. So true. I mean, I know for me, you know, got saved, got baptized, handed me a Bible, come around, shook my hand, patted me on the back. We're proud of you. Go. And here you go. And, you know, for me, for, for many years, you know, I made the excuse of why I didn't personally make disciples. Even as a pastor, I made the excuse for years because nobody ever discipled me, so I didn't know how. Because nobody ever took time to, to sit down with me, pour into me, ask the hard questions. And I think it all boils down to everything everybody's kind of saying. It's lack of discipleship, uh, of true biblical discipleship. Yeah, Brian. And Eric, if I can just say this real quickly. Just to piggyback off what the two guys just said, which was incredibly well said, even Jesus couldn't disciple Judas. That's I good. think sometimes we just don't want to be brutally honest that we're trying at times to disciple people who aren't disciples. And I think a lot of times, you know, for example, people talked about the fact that COVID made the church weak. No, COVID just revealed the weakness that was already yeah. there. 
Mm, that's good. And I think a lot of times there are men who are religious, but they're not saved. And to just reiterate what Nathan said a few moments ago, until Jesus became real to me, nothing in my life really changed. When Jesus became real to me, that was the day that everything changed. And I think on some level, we've just got to be honest that we're trying to make disciples out of people who aren't disciples. Yeah, man, that, that is good. You, you reminded me of something when I was a student pastor, uh, at a church years ago, I've got a, I had a young man there, man. And he just like, y'all know this, right? You take your students to a camp or you go to a retreat and they come back and it's all fired up. And then over just a couple of weeks, it just fizzles all out and everybody's back to their normal thing. Well, this, I had this one kid and actually he's led worship for us at men of Valor conference. He's supposed to be back this year, Lord willing to help lead worship with us. Uh, he's actually a campus pastor at a local church now, but man, he would always just, he would keep it going. And I pulled him off to the side one day. Day. And I and I said, Joe, I shared this at Men of Valor Conference a couple of years ago, years ago. I said, Joe, I said, man, what can we do? I see the fire continue to go in you. What can we do to get these other students to continue that fire? And man, that at that time, he is probably 16 years old. That 16-year-old young man looked his youth pastor in the eyes and said, They gotta want it. Hmm. They gotta want it. He said, it's up to them to keep the fire going. It's up to them to stay connected. It's up to them. And I was like, dude, that is so true, not only for you, but for men. And I think it's all tied in. And I totally agree with what Brian said. I think we got a lot of religious men sitting in pews, especially in our area, the Bible Belt of the United States, that they made a little profession at vacation Bible school one year. They went down. It was me. That was me, man. For years, my mom, my dad was the choir director. I was at church all the time. I just went down, listened to a deacon pray and got back up. He said, you want to get baptized? And I'm like, yes. And there we go. But it was years later as a grown man that I was sitting in church there because my wife wanted me to be there and man got under the Holy spirit conviction and surrendered my life to Christ. And, you know, since then, there's been a change. It's been something different. And I totally agree, Brian. You know, how do you disciple somebody that don't want to be discipled? You can. Well, you, you just mentioned the key name, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. When you're indwelled by the Holy Spirit, right now, Nathan's sitting where Jesus Right now, there's all kinds of frequencies in all of the rooms. That we're all sitting in. All of radio is received frequencies. In. It's all around. The you. devil's fighting us, brothers. The oh, devil's in. The devil's, yeah. devil's in the signal. Yeah, that's that frequency. You know what I'm talking about He's in your room, Brian. He's in your room. <laughs> He's talking about frequencies, and it goes out. He's like, I ain't. So you're not hearing me well. Oh, we're hearing you, but not well. So can you hear me now? <laughs> <laughs> it's that Danville dial-up. Oh man! <laughs> oh yeah, he gone. He gone. So it's all the radio is really. There you are. Welcome I'll back. Thank okay. you back. You're moving. You now. seem to be back now, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Take us back. Rewind. What'd last thing. Last thing we heard was. I don't get it. <laughs> it makes you high speed talk when it catches up. But just talking about the frequencies in the room. That's the last thing yeah, we kind of so picked up. Invisible, there's invisible frequencies all around us. All a radio is is a receiver. All a yeah. television is is a receiver. If a person doesn't have the receiver on the inside. Mm, that's good. You can deposit all the truth in their direction you want to. You can sing all the songs you want to sing. You can have all the resources you want to offer. But if somebody doesn't have the receiver. That's good. It means nothing. Man, See, that was just man. an illustration. That was just, that was to set up. That actually did work really yeah. great as a, <laughs> that as was Google listening to, to him. They're like, Oh, we got to yeah. monitor this, monitor this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it, but it, but it's so true. And, you know, and it, and, it, and I want to encourage, cause I know there's other pastors that listen to this, you know, that maybe you're discouraged cause you've been sitting here, man, how do I get my men plugged in? How do I get my men plugged in? And it's just like everything you do is, you know, they won't come. They won't listen to be encouraged today to hey, continue to minister to the men that show up, 
Because listen, the men that show up are the men that are hungry. They're the men that don't be so focused on the men that's not there that you miss the men that are there. And if it's only two that show up, praise God, disciple the crap out of them too, man, and watch the Holy Spirit moving those two, challenge them to go get two and, and, and go through it. But I, I just, because I know there's a lot of pastors that, man, they're just discouraged uh, overall. Uh, just ministry's hard. We all know this. But they're really discouraged because we all know this, right? If we could ever get some men truly on fire for Jesus, it would change things. It's going to change families. It's going to change our church. It's going to change our communities. It's going to change those statistics that JC was sharing where all of a sudden it's just not about women. And I thank God for the yeah. women that have stepped into the roles where it's been the lack of men stepping up. And I thank God for the years that these ladies have stepped up and, and taught our children and I think a lot of things in our culture, too, that with the ministry that Brian's talking about, that first ministry, the home that we're supposed to be ministered to, I think it's, you know, we got men that's got so much pride in them. That's that's a woman's thing to teach them the Bible. That's a woman's thing to to pray with them. That's a woman's thing to, to do all that. And, boy, I, I just want to rebuke that because that yeah. is nothing from the truth. No, sir, that is your job. That is your job to lead your bride. I mean, I mean, Scripture tells us that you're going to give an account one day. You're going to present your bride, uh, man. That that it's your job to make sure that she's being discipled, to make sure your children are being discipled. And I believe there's going to be a lot of men that stand before Christ one day, and man, they're just going to look back and say, "What in the world? Yeah, what in the world?" Uh, so, 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 man, we talked about this. So, so let's, let's, let's change gears a little bit. So what, what are we seeing? Maybe some positive things. What are you guys seeing with your, with your men and your community, men of your churches that you'd say, Hey, yeah, we got some negative over here, but man, here's some positive that I'm seeing in men's ministry in the local church. So, so who wants to jump on that one? I'll jump on that one. Cause Go I, ahead. I think when you see a guy, get it, man, the, the result that is the ripple effect is incredible. We have a guy um, that has admittedly not been in church. Uh, he's like, I'd go every once in a while, started coming to our men's group on Saturday mornings. We got in, me and him have been meeting. We've been hanging out and uh, man, he, he, he's here every Sunday. They're one of the first people that walk in the door. All the kids are here and his wife uh, last night at VBS, she was like, Hey, I just, I want to let you know how incredible this is to see him here to not just want to have to be here, but he's waking us up on Sunday. We got to go to church. You know, the mm -hmm. ripple effect yeah. is when you see the dad, the husband excited about that, and his boys are watching him. His yeah. his sons, his daughters, his wife, they're watching him lead, and he, he doesn't have it all together. And I think that's been the biggest thing is when they realize that we don't have to have every answer to every question, but we're learning and we're growing. And the man, the ripple effect is absolutely incredible. And that's just one of a few, not success, but just guys that get it, that realize, Hey, this isn't going and laying on a couch and sharing all my deepest, darkest worries, like the thing, this is just me being real and doing life yeah. and growing in this and just watching, man, I love that aha moment when they realize this is what life is like. The yeah, yeah. life that he offers. Yeah, yeah. and I think and, I think if we could ever get to that in our vocabulary, that I don't know that it's okay yeah. to say I don't know as a man. Uh, yeah. Me and me and my nineteen year old was sitting on the front porch the other day, and, and was reading through the scriptures, and it was some tough scriptures. He said, "Dad, I don't understand what we just mm -hmm. read." And I got to look him in the eye and I said, "Son." Welcome to the club, because I don't understand <laughs> what we it. just read completely either. But I got to use it as a, you know, I, I got to tell my 19-year-old, I said, son, listen, one day when we stand before Jesus, you're not going to give an account for what you didn't understand. I said, you're going to give an account for what you obeyed that you did understand. I said, don't be so focused on the stuff that you don't understand, on the stuff that you do understand that Scripture tells us to do. Try your best to obey that. And, you know, and, yeah. and the Holy Spirit will reveal what you need to understand in the time, as long as you keep getting in the word. So, yeah, just yeah. that I don't it's OK to not mm -hmm. know. Yeah. And Eric, you you mentioned something when you're introducing this this topic or question that, you know, this this starts with us as pastors. And when when I think of 
wanting to see change in my community and the men in this this state, the city. The, one of the first ministries we started uh, in Asheville was a men's ministry. And right now we've got five men sitting every Wednesday night in a circle around a table, eating some food with Bibles open. We're going through a book, a book on theology, a book on the 24 problems that men face. And it's based on scripture and hearing those guys' stories, their struggles, and seeing their faith come to life, man, it's incredible. And I know that the direction of this church is going to follow the direction. That's exactly the book, The Man That's in the, the Mirror. <laughs> yep, yep. So we, uh, we you, you totally made me lose my train of thought. But, <laughs> oh, what I was saying was, uh, <laughs> you read my mind, Eric. So uh, the direction of this church is going to follow the direction of the men's group. Yeah, um, the, the direction of our families is going to follow the direction of our the the hearts and the lives and the minds of the men and the fathers and the husbands. And uh, thankfully, the women are starting a Bible study, and I believe in that. And that is necessary. And women offer so much to this church; they're the first ones to step up to serve, and I love them. I'm thankful for that. But men, it's time to stop dropping the ball. Step up to the plate. And as pastors, we've got to model it. We've got to be men of valor. Then we've yeah. got to recruit other men of valor and train them, disciple them, and teach them. And then at some point, those men have to start getting out of that small group and inviting men. We had a young family that just moved here uh, last week and to help us plant the church and just serious about Jesus on fire for God. And the very first day, this young man was on his new job. He invited a coworker to church, had a gospel conversation with him, invited him to church, told him about men's group, told him about all the things we're doing, invited him to small group. And man, I just, I just love that. It's that's where it starts. And I know that we're basically preaching to the choir because everybody listening, listening to this podcast uh, has has made some sort of commitment to become a man of valor. They believe in the gospel. They believe in the truth that we're that we're talking about. But just want to encourage them. It's not an easy path. We've got to step it up and make it happen. And I do thank you for the question because we've got to celebrate the successes. That's yeah. that's why a lot of times we we have prayer requests and we never mention when God answers those prayers. We yeah. we have struggles and we talk about all the negatives in ministry as pastors, but then we don't celebrate the wins. So man, I want to celebrate those wins. And I've got four other guys in my men's group right now that are just modeling what it means to be a humble man of valor. It's good. Man. Yeah, we're seeing. We're seeing men's ministry here really flourish. It's growing. Uh, we're seeing a lot of men who are showing a different level of dedication than we've ever seen before. Men who are meeting and discipling one another. Uh, a guy named Tommy Walton that we lovingly call Chicken. Um, another guy named Jack Fawn. Man, they're spending time with men, helping them learn how to study the Bible, challenging them to sit down with other men and do the, the same then challenging them to study the word with their families and literally the fruit of the seeds that those guys are sowing is absolutely it's, it's changing hope church. We're in a season of growth right now, even in the summer. And I think it's because we're seeing men really step up, man, that, that is awesome. That is awesome. And I think it all boils down to, I know there's guys listening on listening to the podcast that maybe you say, man, my pastor's just not really, you know, behind men's ministry. And I mean, that's a shame if that's the truth, because, uh, I mean, the book you're reading, Nathan, I'm actually reading that book right now as well, but, uh, man of the mirror, you know, talks about how, how the pastor, another one he wrote, you know, pastoring men, um, that, that same writer wrote, but just the pastor needs to be that integral part of the men's ministry because it just speaks to the men more, but I'll say this, whether that's your church or not, you don't have to wait for somebody else to lead the discipleship portion. I ain't saying you start the whole group, grab you two guys and you say, well, I don't know what book to start with. I'll tell you one. It's called the Holy Bible. You grab the Bible. Y'all go through a book of the Bible together. Meet once a week, once every two weeks. Uh, Nathan, I've got uh, three or four guys that we meet every Thursday morning uh, and we get in God's word together and just, you know, go through and just talk about what God's speaking and what he's doing in our lives. And the thing that's always encouraging to me as a pastor, every now and then I'll, I'll get a message from a wife that says, thank you so much for loving my husband. I, we are seeing, I may not be seeing it, but they're saying we're seeing a different man at home. We're, yeah. we're seeing him, you know, like, like 
uh, like JC was talking about a while ago, you know, he's the one getting us up. You know, they, my kids ain't having to question no more. Are we going to church tomorrow? Uh, they're starting to know that dad's going to get up and, and he's going to lead the way to that. So just seeing that, you know, if it's just a few, that's okay. What did Jesus start out with? 12 guys, one of them he couldn't disciple, <laughs> went the other way. But then what happened? It's where the church is where it was today because of the few men that were willing to say, I'm all in. I'm willing to follow Jesus. And one by one, we see the ministry that we see today all over the world because of those few faithful men willing to step up and not being ashamed of the gospel. And, and I just want to say this as we're kind of wrapping up today. I, I want to say I'm thankful for all three of you men that I'm looking at on these screens for you being faithful to serve the local church for being faithful to pour into men's lives here with Men of Valor, be, being willing to pour in to all those lives over with the RFP. And, and I'm grateful for each one of you. Got to know each one of you a little bit better when we were in Israel uh, back earlier this year. And I'm just th thankful for the ministry that y'all are doing. I know it's ministered to my heart and many other men uh, that's with Men of Valor as well. But uh, to continue to serve the local church because we know that man daily we see the statistics of pastors that are leaving the ministry every single day and uh it's heartbreaking to know that the enemy is winning a lot of those areas but i would just want to encourage you three men to keep on keeping on keep loving keep leading your families well and uh man just can't wait to see what's in store for hope church uh man just everywhere to see what god is doing it's just an honor to know you guys so so just kind of wrap it up any closing thoughts or maybe some challenge you'd like to throw out to the men that's listening to the podcast today on stepping up and being men anybody got any last thoughts for our men before we wrap this thing up today i got one if there's any guys out there that are just kind of dabbling and listening to this and you're not really a part of a men's ministry or you think that this podcast alone is going to replace the community that God created you for of men, mm. it's not going to do that. Like if, if you want a snapshot of my life, what it's been like for the last uh, month, these guys know we had a leak in our basement and just all sorts of crazy things have been happening. So this is what my life has looked like for the last month. I've been running backhoes, jackhammers, pouring concrete, laying rock, demoing, framing basement, basement walls, installing flooring. That's what my life has looked like. And I literally walked over here from doing that and I'm getting ready to walk back and finish up the floor in my basement for my family. And I, this, this meeting, just getting together with you guys for 45 minutes, an hour, however long it's been, man, my spirits walking out of this room are so much different than it was when I walked in. I was thinking I didn't have time with this. I was tired. I was discouraged. I've got a lot of work to do. I'm not going to be able to finish it all today. And we've just been sitting here talking about the Lord together and just laughing together as brothers. Man, I'm ready to go tackle that basement and knock it out. I mean, that's that's whatever world you're in, you need this. God created yeah. you body, soul, and spirit. And if all you embrace is part of who you are in God's image and never feed the spirit, you're cheating yourself. It, yeah. Just try turning that around and, and don't feed your body food for about two or three weeks. See see how you do on that. It, it's not going to work out too well. So, guys, you need this. Plug into it, and you're cheating yourself if you don't. Man, that's good stuff. JC, you got anything? Yeah, two thoughts as we're closing out that as I've been listening to y'all talk. One is for the pastors, uh, for the guys that that are leading men's ministries, for those that are part of it. Take everything you've heard today, but here, here's the biggest thing. Be real. Just yep. be real. Don't put on a fake facade. Don't try to be something you're not. Just be you and be honest and let them. This is something that we tend to do as pastors, especially. We don't want to let them see us struggle. But I've learned that when we're just open and honest with what yeah. we, you know, there's, there's, there's a level of transparency. Obviously, we don't want to, you know, just disclose too much, but being honest with life and just saying, Hey, that's what I struggle with too. Just being real. I think when you go beyond surface level to just real life, it really speaks volumes. And then for those that are listening, they're like, well, how do I get involved? I, I go to church, but I don't know how to really start plugging in. Let me give you a great way. If your church allows it, start volunteering in kids ministry. What a phenomenal opportunity for you to start being an example to people that are watching you be a man, a dad, 
there are kids in that student ministry in that kids ministry that don't have a male role model in their life to look up to. And so their male role models are from TikTok and from social media and hello, we live in 2023. We don't even know what kind of male role model that is. And so be a man, step up to the plate. If you have kids, if you don't have kids, serve in your kids ministry in your student ministry and, uh, don't if you can't pass the background check, but do if you can't. Amen. <laughs> amen. Good work. Brian, you got anything wrapping up, man? Uh, so amen to what both of these guys just said. And, and by the way, to honor where I grew up and hallelujah. Um, but I, I would have one final bit of advice. Guys, throw away any list that you have that represents performance. Mm-hmm fall head over heels in love with Jesus. Jesus said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. Focus on loving Jesus. Loving Jesus more is the answer to every crisis, every situation, every addiction, everything that you're dealing with. If you fall head over heels in love with Jesus, you don't have to have this performance list. You abide in Christ, abiding in Christ, loving him most, that is transformative in the life of a man. That's transformative in the life of anyone, but that's really transformative in the life of a man. Yeah. And it's true, right? The more you love him, the more you know him, the more you know him, the more you serve him, the more you serve him, the more you love him. And it's just a cycle. It's just a cycle of growth. So man, thank you guys so much, so much for joining us for this episode. Can't wait to see you guys here in less than 40 days. We'll be there. Go ahead, JC. I see you pointing your finger. Yeah, man. Hey, to think you know. I just want to say how excited. <laughs> I see that hand. <laughs> I see that hand. Hey, we just we'll want to say how excited we are. The altar. <laughs> singing there, hey, how excited we are that the Men of Valor podcast is part of the RFP network. We love yes. having you guys with us and just to see the impact that you're making um, in the lives of so many men. And uh, man, we're, we're, we're fired up that y'all are part of the RFP network. And uh, thanks for having us on today for sure. Yeah, man. So we're, we're, we're just pumped to be a part and see what God's doing. So actually the day this drops, it'd only be 28 days away from MOV 2023. So guys go get registered. Yeah. Go get registered, get, get registered for the 5k, uh, be a part of us supporting black mountain home. Yeah, Brian. I do have a new slogan for you guys. Okay. Come be the MOG with the MOV. <laughs> we, we're going to get some MOG oh, hats no. made just with RFP on it. Uh, so you guys, sure so y'all, can buy those. Yeah, y'all can buy those at, y'all can buy those at the conference. We're going to get ones that's got the, so you can look like you got Parvo, uh, JC. We'll, <laughs> we'll make sure we get you, one of, yeah, get you one of those hats. But guys, man, it has been a, it's been a blast having y'all on today. And uh, can't wait to see all of you guys at the conference. So, guys, if you want to know more about these guys, like I said, check you out uh, them over at the Recovering Fundamentalist Podcast and just check out everything they got going on over there. So, hey, go check out all of our stuff, mobministries.org. Get registered for everything. And we hope to see you guys in 28 days and counting up in Black Mountain at the Ridgecrest Conference Center for MOB 2023. So, guys, we love you so much. Keep fighting, win today, and as always, go light it up for the king. Y'all have a good day. Be sweet. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Men of Valor podcast. We hope that you will join us on this journey as we challenge men to live a life with bold courage as they follow Jesus and make disciples. Be sure to like and subscribe and check out our website at movministries.org. We are Men of Valor. We are honored to be a part of the RFP Network. Go and check out some other great podcasts at rfpnetwork.org. Go light it up for the king. for listening to the recovering fundamentalist podcast be sure to stop by our social media facebook instagram and twitter give us a follow also go to our website recoveringfundamentalist.org that's recoveringfundamentalist.org there you can find recovering fundamentalist swag you can get your t-shirts and hats you can join our x fundy community see where we're going to be having some meetups it's the recoveringfundamentalist.org be sure to join us next time for the recovering fundamentalist podcast